As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to the show. Richard Ryerson here. Thanks for tuning in to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning into the show. Hopefully you're finding some value in Dose of Leadership, the show that's all about exploring the concept of leadership, adding value to others, becoming the best leader you're supposed to be because you're going to be called to leadership whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not. We're all going to be called to leadership, so it's in our best interest to learn all we can about the topic of leadership. That's why I do this show. It's not about charisma and personality to a larger extent, which it's more about adding value. Every transaction, every interaction with another human being is an opportunity for leadership development and growth. You've heard me say that on the show time and time again, but that's what the show is about. Again, so happy you're tuning in. Today, great guest, Martin Musi, is coming on the show. He's a CEO of Paychex, P-A-Y-C-H-E-X. They are a, um, a company that was founded. It's a great entrepreneurial story, uh, a company that was founded in 1971 uh, by B. Thomas Golisano, he had 3000 bucks and a good idea, and he, his whole idea was to make payroll accounting easy or outsourcing of it easy and affordable for small businesses. And so it's grown, and I think, I think they're the largest um, payroll processing uh, company for small businesses. They have got six, over 600,000 clients as of the early this summer, and they got 100 locations across the United States. And I think the statistic is one out of every 12 private sector, and, and they, they pay or they deal with payroll out of one out of every 12 American private sector employees. It's a, just an impressive uh, statistic. And I didn't know much about this company until I was in BNI and I met this guy who worked there, and he had a presentation and learned about it then. But I hadn't really met anybody from there, but uh, a good friend of the show, Andrew Bennett, who's become a, a really good friend and, and mentor behind the scenes. He was on um, episode 132, and this is one of my favorite episodes. If you want to go back and listen to one, go find episode 132 in my conversation with Andrew Bennett. Uh, just an amazing, uh, heartwarming, touching story. And I love Andrew Bennett, and that was in February of 2014, if you can, almost two and a half years ago. But Andrew introduced me to uh, Martin Musi, the CEO of Paychex. And uh, great conversation. I love talking with CEOs. You heard me say that before, but getting that insight, particularly 
with it's always fascinating to me how somebody can lead an organization uh, of such large size and uh, particularly how do you communicate and how do you focus what do you focus on and what are the three big things that you focus on what's the vision what's the strategy how do you communicate the intent all of that is just fascinating to me and that's why I love talking with CEOs and Martin um, Andrew had could said nothing but high praises of paychecks and Martin Musi and and he's right, and he gets it. He's one of those leaders that just gets it. And I really appreciated the conversation. You know, talking about this, those things: strategy, intent, communication, um, character development, the challenges of leadership. It's all good stuff, and you're going to learn a lot from uh, Martin's unassuming and humble style. But you can just tell he's a man of character and quality. Um, he's been the president and chief executive officer of Paychex since September 30th, 2010. Uh, but he's been with them since uh, 2002. He was a senior VP of operations back then. Um, so he's just got a wealth of knowledge and experience. And prior to that, he's, he worked as a president of a telephone operations for a, uh, I think it was Frontier Communications and the CEO of Frontier Telephone. Um, anyway, all in the telecommunications sector. A great guy, great guest. You're really going to enjoy this conversation. A lot of good leadership nuggets in there. Let me know what you think about the show. Reach out to me at richard at doseofleadership.com or you can go to my website, doseofleadership.com. Fill out the contact form page there. You can go to richardryerson.com as well. Learn more about my speaking, coaching, masterminding uh, services that I provide there. And uh, there's a contact form there and uh, it'll it'll get to me. And just tell me where you're at in your leadership journey. Again, I hear from people every week and I give free advice and free um, kind of opinions of where you're at in your journey. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, I've gained a lot of friends from this show, and, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'd love to see where you're at. All right, without further ado, here's Martin Musi, the president and CEO of Paychex on Dose of Leadership. Well, Marty, what an honor to have you on the show. Welcome to Dose of Leadership. Oh, thank you, Richard. It's great to be here. You know, I came across Paychex, I guess about two years ago, I was in a... Um, B&I chapter here locally in town, and there was a, a guy that was in our group that was Paychex, and that's when I really first learned a lot about Paychex, and one day he came in and gave a presentation and gave us the whole history, and it's just such a remarkable entrepreneurial story, you know, back in 1971, hitting a niche, and uh, what a great company. How did you, how did you uh, find yourself with them? Well, I ended up uh, at Paychex about 14 years ago after about 21 in the telecom business, and uh, running it out of Rochester, New York here, and uh, knew of Paychex, of course, and of its founder, Tom Galasano. And uh, then I uh, came in, and when I left uh, the telecom business, uh, I came in, met Tom, and we talked about Paychex and where it was going in future, and uh, and it turned out it was a good fit. So I joined the company running operations, picked up uh, the IT organization as well over the next year or so, and then also uh, added product management, which was a much more of a focus on our products and product segments and so forth. And then uh, about five and a half years ago, uh, became CEO of the company, the third in our history. And uh, after Tom and then uh, Jonathan Judge and then myself, about five and a half years ago, I became CEO and president. So it's been a, been a great trip, great uh, uh, employees and a great focus on our clients and an exciting place to be. What do you, you know, I'm fascinated by the organization. What, what, in your estimation, do you think makes Paychex unique, and why do you think the culture is, or what, what makes the culture so unique? Yeah, I think uh, when you think about how it was founded uh, 45 years ago this year, uh, Tom Galasano basically had an idea. He worked for a larger a company that 
supported larger clients right, with payroll right. and felt there was a niche for small businesses and that we're not getting that kind of support. And I think it was his entrepreneurial spirit. He started the company in 71 and, and ran it as CEO for, for uh, over 30 years uh, after that. And I think he always kept that entrepreneurial spirit. What other products do our clients need? A great focus on selling to new clients and, and a service organization that was focused around the clients and, and trying to be local. You know, we're in over uh, 100 cities locally, and we try to give as much personalized local service as possible. And I think it was just that focus on the client that makes us special. Yeah, and I think, you know, have you guys always been kind of the leading provider for small businesses, for you know, particularly for the online payroll processing? Are you guys the leading element? Yeah, certainly uh, uh, in the small business sector. Uh, we do have one, you know, there's one other national competitor, a large national competitor, uh, that has uh, handled more of the mid-size, I'd say, you know, 50, 100 and above, but they're also in the small business space. But we certainly have more small business clients than anyone else in a total of about 605,000 clients uh, right now in total in clients. 80% of our clients are under 20 employees, but we also have a very uh, good-sized marketplace uh for our mid-market, which we would say is 50 employees to 1,000. Right, right. And so as technology has changed, I mean, I can imagine probably the, the biggest challenge for the organization, or one of the biggest ones, is staying ahead of all the technological changes and advancements and, and how easy it is for me as an entrepreneur, a small business owner. I can go grab, you know, QuickBooks or something like that and, and run my business. And so how do you stay on front? How do you stay um um, relevant isn't the right word, but how do you get in front of those those budding entrepreneurs like myself to, to, to go with you instead of maybe do it themselves? Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost, we, well, first and foremost, we always look at it from a service perspective. So how can we, you know, whether it's personal service, talking to someone, uh, which has been the, the forefront of our business for many, many years, was a dedicated payroll specialist who was dedicated to you as a small business. So a little bit unique. You didn't call into an 800 and you don't right. now. Uh, call into an 800 service, you have someone dedicated to you, and they handle a number of accounts, right. so they get to know your business. Uh, but then we could see that over the years, as technology has played a larger role, uh, as well as the personal service, we started investing, and I think it's a focus of having the right people, product management, and uh, from a competitive analysis, what's coming up in today, uh, our clients can handle their payroll when they want it, how they want it, and kind of where they want it. So you can talk to your dedicated payroll specialist and they'll do everything for you over the phone or you can go on your mobile phone and uh, input your own payroll and, yep. and calculate everything. Or, you know, next week you could uh, go online and do it and uh, if you get hung up, call your payroll specialist. So we tried to make it a combination of technology and service and being able to give the, the small business in particular who needs it that flexibility. Yeah, I love the personal aspect of it. In fact, in getting to know the local representative that was in my BNI unit, and that's what was really the thing I appreciated the most and the type of clients he was looking for. I got to learn a lot more about paychecks and what he was looking for. And it's right, is having that. And when, when you're a small business owner, you think your only option is the QuickBooks, you know, and for basically the same price, I can go and have this personal service and, and have the option too, as you said, have all those options. But yeah, I like the, I, th I think we, we overlook, particularly with the technolo technological advances. I just went back to, um, I was furloughed from American Airlines 15 years ago, and I went back to them just a couple months ago. And they've got everything. I mean, I swear, I've got 15 pass, I mean, 
sites to log into. They got it under one password, but it is more difficult now with all the technology than it was 15 years ago when I just handed my stuff to someone, some, you know, assistant that helped me put it all in the system. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes this technology doesn't um, necessarily equate to efficiency, I think, sometimes, you know? That's exactly right. And so what we think is, again, we kind of look at it from a service perspective. So we want you to have that flexibility if you want to go on your mobile phone and submit your payroll or look up your employees and handle their questions on our mobile app, you can do that. But if you get hung up, you got to have that personal service that somebody that knows your business, yeah. particularly as a small business, because you need the flexibility, depending on the business, uh, to be able to call someone when you need it and not waste a lot of time. Small business leaders, mid-sized business leaders, they don't have a lot of people to, to kind of spend any time wasting time chasing something. So we want to be there for you how you want it and, and when you want it. Well, and payroll can be, particularly even if you've got 10 employees, I mean, payroll can be such a time-consuming and oh, what a process. I don't know. It just seems like yes. if you can have somebody very, do it for you, yeah. Yeah, very complicated. And, and, you know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on, obviously, as a company with over 13,000 employees nationwide, is that uh, we have a large, very large compliance department. And this department, you know, makes sure that they're on top of every federal, state, and local uh, law, tax law changes, uh, the way you have to submit things. It, now there's more regulations than, than ever. Yeah. You know, the Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. with new overtime rules being enacted here coming up in December. Uh, there's all kinds of rules about who you hire, how you hire, how you fire someone. And we provide everything from payroll to complete HR outsourcing for small and mid-sized businesses. Yeah. So it, it, we feel that we have the resources that we can help the small business become an expert. Yeah. If you look back at how you know got to this point, and you kind of look back at the trail that you've kind of charted, how important or how intentional, I guess is a, is a better word, how intentional was leadership, self-awareness, personal development in this kind of path? Oh, I think really important. You know, I think you have to have great leaders all through the company. And uh, we spend an awful lot of time from uh, uh, making sure that we're very clear on what our mission is as a company, what our values are as a company and that we focus on leadership development. Uh, we spend a lot of time assessing leaders and helping them develop. We have a number of development programs. We've won awards in, in top training uh, for many years now. We're very focused on training not only technical aspects of the business, how to sell, how to service, uh, you know, how to understand the technology and teach it to our clients, but leadership development because we think that's very important. You know, I'm sitting in the headquarters and while I get out and talk to a lot of employees, it's really that frontline manager that has to be a good leader to recruit and and develop our frontline employees to serve our clients. And that's a very important part of how we've gotten to where we are today. Yeah, that's the they're the engine of of the company. And I guess that goes to the probably the biggest challenges. And that's why I like talking to CEOs. I would say, what is your biggest challenge? Do you think, you know, as opposed to being in the operations role, now you're in the uh, the CEO role, what is your biggest challenge from a leadership perspective? Yeah, I, you know, I do think a lot of times it's selecting the right team uh, to lead the company, you know, because then their, their challenge is to select the right team. You've got to have the right people, uh, you know, leading the company at various aspects. You can't do it all yourself, and I'm very proud of the fact that i got a great leadership team here, uh, and it's very important that you have the right leaders everywhere from finance to sales to operations uh, you know, you name it, that you got to have the right people. And I think that's always the challenge, or you're getting the right people that are not only good leaders from a technical standpoint, but they have the right values, and they push those values 
through the company so people, you know, they really lead the way and, and kind of set that. I think the other big challenge certainly is just from a strategic standpoint. You know, how do you, how do you constantly chart the future of the company? That's right. the CEO's role. And I think that, uh, you know, the, the challenge with that is, is looking out three to probably no more than five years and saying, okay, these are the goals as a team. We come together and set goals. And, uh, and then you've got to kind of be relentless about going after those goals. What are the gaps to getting to them? And, and, uh, and what are we constantly doing focusing on not only the – because you can focus a lot on day-to-day tactical stuff, but you've got to always have those goals in front of you that you're going after if, if you're going to reach them. Yeah, it seems like that's where a lot of the, the, um, the gaps t- tends to happen. And it seems like – and I, can see my, I could see myself slipping into that where I – particularly coming from the operational tactical side, once you get into that CEO role – it seems like the shift almost has to maniacally be about communicating, I mean, finding the right people. But then when you find the right people, maniacally communicating where you want to take this ship. That seems to be, to me, one of the most, should be the top priority, I think, in the CEO role. I don't know. I've never been there. But it seems like that, if, we, if you can focus on where the ship is going and why, and you got the right people, then that's, that's half the battle, I think. I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it, and it is hard. You make a great point when you come from, particularly when you come from an operations or, frankly, a sales background. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're very focused as you grow up in an organization. You know, you're very focused on the day-to-day results, uh, the quarter, et cetera. As you get more into these executive roles and the CEO role, you know, you have to say, okay, i got to be looking out constantly ahead, whether it's a year, two, or, or three or four or five years, and say, okay, what are my goals at these different stages as a team, you have to agree to those so that everybody's aligned and, and bought in and committed to it, and then constantly kind of reevaluate, which we do, to say, okay, here's the gap to getting to those goals. What are we doing to make it up? You right. Know? Uh, right. Because otherwise you can get very much pulled into the day-to-day, and, and, uh, and then you'll get to in, into the year or two or three that go very quickly, and you, you haven't gotten to where you want to get Right. To. Getting buried in that day-to-day, and I think, Holding yourself in your office is probably a big challenge too, or constantly getting attached to your devices. I mean, how do you get out in front of the folks? How do they? How do they see you? How do you? How do they know or feel connected to you? Yeah, that's a great challenge. I think one, uh, you know, one of the unique things about Paychex, we bring all new employees in sales and service to the corporate headquarters from around the country, and we've always done it. Uh, and we we take them through training here for two weeks. Uh, typically for sales or service, brand new employees. And what it gives me an opportunity to do is I go down and speak to those brand new employees and talk about the mission of the company, what we're here for, our history, and what our values are and what we're expecting of them and how we think they can be have a successful career here. So it immediately gets me uh, in front of brand new employees. It also gives me a chance to see who we're hiring in the field and uh, and see, you know, are we hiring the right folks? Is there a good energy to what mm-hmm. they're doing? Do they understand what this is all about? And and so that's one way. The other way is you, you go out and you do, uh, we do branch visits. You know, we go out to the different locations and we hold employee meetings and, uh, and we talk to the employees, get their feedback. We have large meetings uh, where we'll take large employee meetings like once a year where we may bring 3,000 employees together in Rochester, New York. Uh, and uh, or we go out to the smaller branches and talk to them. And in addition to that, I have always had a quarterly call, which we invite all managers from around the country uh, and supervisors to be able to sit on a call every quarter and talk to me and to my leadership team 
and we have a free-flowing kind of here's an update as to what's going on, right. and then we'll take any questions and comments that you have. It's really important for us to keep this feeling at Paychex that while we're a large company from a 13,000 employee size, we want it to smell, feel like a small right. family company where you know everybody. Yeah, that, I, and I, the, the dividends of that, if, if you put emphasis on that and energy, they're going to pay off. I mean, communication is such a, a challenging piece of all, particularly when you're that large. I just can't imagine. It, yeah, it sounds good. So what are, what are the values? What are the expectations? If I walked in the door, what would your expectations of me be as a, as a junior leader? Yeah, I think when we talk about values, first of all, that there's a great focus on service. And we provide outstanding service, and we want it to build relationships, you know, with our clients. And right. so it, we don't want it to just be a transaction. We want to build a relationship. We talk about uncompromising integrity in everything that we do. You know, we're in a business that's payroll, human resource, you know, some very important things for these small and mid-sized businesses. And we have to have uncompromising integrity in the way we handle clients, sales, service, uh, each other as employees. Uh, we also drive innovation. So we talk about constantly driving innovation in products, in service, and how we improve our processes, you know. Yeah. Uh, we talk about partnership. Uh, we talk about partnership and the importance of supporting each other because we're too large and too complex to not be working together and support each other in the way we service our clients and, and our fellow employees. And we talk about accountability, being personally accountable to deliver on commitments and the respect uh, for each other uh, that we got to give everyone with respect. And we basically take all new employees through that, that these are our values. We break down examples, uh, and we break the examples down, by the way, of they're in I staples. So we don't want you to look at somebody else and see if they're living the values. We position everything in the uh, little pamphlet and the information that we give out in I statements. So am I doing this? Am I accountable? Am I respecting others? You know, that kind of thing. So it, it drives a consistency. You know, Richard, it drives a consistency in thinking and that they can hold the CEO accountable to those values as much as we can hold a frontline service provider to those values. We're all the same in the way those values are laid out. And so you can call each each other out uh, if they think that there's a question on any of those. Things. Yeah, I love that. Did you see, if you look back, was it, what was the dream when you're coming out of college, maybe in high school, did you see yourself... Um, as a CEO, I mean, what, what did you want to do? Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, not really. Uh, I think when I came out, um, I, I was really thinking I loved leadership. Uh, I liked the fact that I think growing up, I always liked the leadership. I liked having a lot of responsibility right. and people counting on me. And I liked the fact I always had pretty strong opinions. And I, I felt that, um, you know, that the more you were in leadership, the, the, the more you could get your point across and do the things <laughs> right. that you were passionate about. Right. Of course, you learn, I've told people that it, you learn as you go up in an organization that it is much less about your opinion right. uh, than it is your team. So it's interesting. You think you're going to become a leader and it's always going to be your way. It's really not that way. <laughs> right. It becomes even more important to be everybody. You know, you have to pull everybody in and get their get try to get the consensus to get strong commitment. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, that. But, Oh, yeah, but it was really about it was really about leadership, and I, and I always uh, I think I always had a passion in any job that I was in since college for thirty five years now uh, to leave a mark, kind of wherever I was. I always kind of and I tell people that I leave a mark in the position that you're in. Take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's what's fun, you know. Right. And, uh, so even when here here's Paychex, great company, been a great company for a long time. 
when I became CEO and a lot of the executive team was, was new that, uh, that I brought in, and we said, hey, we want to take this to the next level. And at that point, for example, we were at $2 billion in annual revenues, and we said, look, we've been flat coming out of the recession for a few years, had not grown the revenue. We had to get to a much higher growth rate and consistent growth rate. We said, look, in five years, let's take the company to $3 billion in revenue. That's taking it to a new place. And that's just about where we are. We're just a little mm-hmm. short of that, about $50 million. Right. But, uh, you know, we're at, we're at about, we just closed our year in May, and, and we ended up at about 2.95. So we're pretty excited that we uh, took the company to a whole new level at this point. Well, I love that. Two questions I, that kind of branch off of that is, like, how do you – I love hearing that, you know, there's this, you've always kind of had this um, innate kind of drive to do, to do something, uh, make a mark or leave a mark or do something of significance. And I think so many of us are are hungry to do something of significance. um, But a lot of times we talk ourselves out of it and kind of tied into that, you know, how do we continue? Some of my mentors have told me, I think I'm dreaming pretty big. And then there's always somebody pushing me going, no, you're not dreaming big enough. Dream bigger, dream bigger. Right. And, um, you seem like that kind of guy that may, okay, I, I maybe I'm dreaming big, but do you have, have you had people along the way pushing you, prodding you, mentoring you maybe from afar, maybe directly telling you to dream bigger? Absolutely. You know, and I, and I, when I talk to these new uh, classes of our sales reps in particular, one of the things I tell them is exactly what you're saying. Be sure you have a mentor, and or a number of mentors, and they will change over your career. And make sure that you have a mentor that thinks different than you. Right. It's easy to pick a mentor, right, that is a friend of yours, that thinks like you, that, that has the same kind of traits, because that's easy to find someone like that. Find someone who doesn't think like you, right. that if you're a real number. I was early in my career very much a numbers person, accounting background, love financials, you know, really kind of got into the data. Um, I wasn't as much of a people person. And I ended up working for someone and with someone who really encouraged me, hey, you know, you may have all the data, but you're not getting your point across. And this was about 10 years into my career. And uh, I worked for a, uh, I worked with a lady who actually worked for me and who ran one of the companies that I was responsible for. And she said, hey, you got to get out and talk to each person. you got to go to each cube when you're here. Don't spend time in my office going over all the financials. But let's get out and talk to everybody, meet them, and convince them of what you're passionate about. And that was very difficult, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to do, and because I didn't understand what the value was. But what I learned very much so, and I've used ever since, was that ability to get out and meet with everyone. So when we go into a branch, we don't just have an employee meeting with 100 people there or 200 people. We go around to each cubicle, meet the person, shake their hand, ask them what's, how's it, how, how it's going, what can I do to help you, and it builds quite a relationship. And if it wasn't for those mentors, I would not have you know, move to that kind of, that was a stretch for me. Right. Well, and having that awareness of, of pushing yourself out of that, realizing that you're getting pushed out of your comfort zone and you saw the value of that. What are you doing now? I mean, how do you continue to push yourself? Because it's constant learning, right? You never fully arrive. So what, what do you, what do you do to continually push yourself into, into other comfort zones or out of your comfort zone? Yeah. I think the main thing is, is, is self-awareness and, uh, you know, I, I think that you got to constantly focus on what, what's the feedback you're getting. And, right. you know, whenever we do a, a presentations, whenever we go somewhere for a, a meeting with employees, uh, we always look for kind of quick surveys, nothing detailed necessarily, but we always look for, hey, what was the feedback? What message? And what we used to do, it's funny, is we used to rate, like if we had five of us speak, we'd say, hey, we're going to rate the speaker. 
we found out that wasn't really what was important. What we want to walk away with is, hey, are you excited about the future of paychecks? Are you excited mm-hmm. about this? What, what concerns you? What excites you? You know, what did you learn? Did you, what key messages did you get from the presentation? So we're constantly trying to get feedback uh, from employees and, and, frankly, anything that I'm involved in to see if you've got to constantly keep checking yourself and say, okay, I've got to develop more on this, this piece of myself and less on this one. I've got to give up more responsibility or I've got to, you know, be clear on this communication or whatever. I think it's really, frankly, being self-aware and making sure that you're staying humble. And, of course, I've been married for 35 years, so <laughs> it's easy to stay humble with That's a wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's so true. What about this? I, I love how you said that the self-awareness piece, and with that comes, uh, for me, is kind of being, trying to be intentional about these daily habits that on the surface aren't very you know, sexy. They're, they don't get immediate results. Do you, you know, but as we all know, if you do something that com- from the compound effect, over time, things start to... Uh, materialize and grow. Do you have any kind of daily habits? Have you, uh, pro- you know, progressed or migrated to some sort of daily habits throughout your career that, that are still with you today? Yeah, I, uh, I think so. I think one is um, I very much like to know uh, as much information as I can. <clears throat> and so I spend uh, a lot of time researching. So I, I get in fairly early. I think, I, you know, I, you read Wall Street, you read you know, financial times, you, you, you kind of look, you try to scan the news, make sure you're aware of what's going on in your environment, you, and you certainly stay on top of all emails. I try to stay very much on top of emails. Of course, you know, you get hundreds of them. I do a lot of emails at night, you know, but I also have learned not to get sucked into those all during the day necessarily, sure. but to get out and be sure you're out of your office. And, you know, we have a cafeteria here uh, downstairs at the headquarters. Make sure you get down to the cafeteria, you talk to people, you run into them, you ask, you know, if they're here as a new employee, you talk to them, if they're here existing employee, you know, you walk around and you be seen and you make sure you're kind of checking in with people. And I think that's a good habit to get into because you can easily get stuck into staying in your office and reading a ton of emails, reports, and the data, but you'll lose that contact. Yesterday, perfect example, yesterday, I rarely had a free kind of afternoon uh, I drove over to one of our old other buildings here in Rochester uh, with about a uh, thousand employees in it. Stopped to see a couple of key employees and be able to spend an hour and a half with them, kind of delving deep into what they're working on. You know, because I hadn't caught up with them in a little while. And you kind of, I kind of keep that kind of stuff in follow up. Like, don't forget to check in with this one or this one or this one, and uh, spend a little more time with them. You know, so uh, I think it's things like that. I think it's. It's spending a lot of time. It, it takes a lot of time, you know. Check the information, be out. When you're out talking to people and that takes your schedule, that can really knock your schedule way off course. But you got to be open to the fact that, hey, that may have been a lot more important than getting some other schedule and reading, you know, 10 emails at your desk type of thing. Right. It's that kind of, you may not get the immediate feedback, but there's an investment there that you're exactly. giving your time face-to-face with somebody, that's huge, you know? I mean, uh, well, it is, because it was something that you said earlier. It's, it's so much about communication. And if you don't have a connection to people uh, that's personal and that they believe in you, um, then when you make a general communication about you're changing the way we're selling or we're changing the way we're servicing or we're doing something as a company, uh, they might not trust you because they don't know you. You've got to have that connection. That pays dividends. When uh, when you go to you know when you go to make a change, people who know you, who you've built time with because you've been out and saw them personally and built 
relationships, uh, then that stuff works a lot better. Yeah. How do you keep it balanced uh, away from work, too? I mean, I, mean I, I don't think there really is a balance. I think there's priorities, you know. I've, I've gone away yeah. from a, a work-life balance to, to what are my priorities at the moment. But gosh dang, how do you keep, the, how do you keep everything kind of from work, from yeah. personal to marriage to kids to everything? How do you do it? Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's probably easier now. We have two adult uh, children that are on their own, married, and, and uh, you know. But uh, I, So I think it's a little bit easier. My wife knows that I've always been one that loved to work. So um, I kind of we work that through our schedules. I make sure I'm always, I've always, especially when our children were younger, uh, I made it a habit to get home, to have dinner together uh, as much as possible and create that relationship and, and uh, make sure that we were always together and could have free-flowing kind of two-way communication. And, um, and then a lot of times, you know, when they would go to bed, I'd go back to work. Um, so you I probably don't balance it as well as others, but um, but it's kind of worked for me. You know, I don't have a lot of hobbies. I play a little golf, not very good, but uh, don't have a lot of time to you know to play in it. But I think the balance for me is as long as you you know you can work hard all day, go home, have dinner, whatever, exercise a little bit, you know, kind of re you know kind of recharge the battery, and then go back at email late at night, and uh, and then get back in it in the morning. Yeah. That has always kind of worked for me. Well, I love the intentionality behind it. At least that, I mean, that's, that's the, the part, right? And what works for one may not work for another, but at least there's the intentionality and awareness of it. And I think that's, that's part of the battle. What's next for paychecks? I mean, what's on the horizon? Yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're now, as I said, about a, a $3 billion in revenue a year, uh, about a 20, $20, $21 million market cap. Uh, we're, we're looking right now as we talk about the next four to five years is how do we take it to the next level? I think, uh, not only do we have all of the services of payroll and, and insurance and 401k and HR outsourcing, I think in five years we'll be known much more for HR outsourcing, a complete package. What you see clients needing now, even at a much smaller size of a business, is they need more complete services. They don't need just payroll. They need help with HR. They need help with how to hire and fire someone. They need help with all kinds of rules and regulations that are much more strenuous now on them as a business. And so you'll see paychecks expanding from a product uh, depth, uh, a breadth, I guess, standpoint. You'll see much more technology, again, continuing to make it easier and easier to have clients uh, handle all their needs, whether it's personally with, with one of our folks or from the technology. And I think you'll see us continue to expand, you know, probably a little bit more outside the country, too. We're in Germany now and Brazil, and I think uh, – You'll continue to see us, you know, uh, that'll play a little bit larger role, not huge, but a little bit larger role uh, outside the country as well. Well, I got to tell you, I've been a privilege and honor to talk to you. I love talking with CEOs. It always gives, I love the insight. I love the, the, the personal, hearing about the personal challenges of what it means to lead a large organization. It, it's always fascinating to me how someone can, can, get, can get through it. I'm just trying to figure out how to manage my life and my business and everything else. And then now you got to, as a CEO, I'm always fascinated by what, what you're gone through. And so you sound like the real deal. I've always heard good things about paychecks. Um, so this was great to get to kind of behind some inside baseball, if you will, on paychecks, how it works. And it sounds like, uh, your culture is uh, rock solid and uh, you're, you're a huge, huge part of it. Anything I can do at Dose of Leadership to support paychecks, please know there's always a welcome home here for you. And, uh, and I appreciate you coming on the show. How can- oh, great, Richard. It was, it was great talking to you. And uh, I think, you know, what Paychex brings is a great passion for clients and, and uh, 
that's something we're very proud of is our employees across the country are just very passionate about clients, serving our clients and making sure that they have the freedom to succeed in their businesses. And, uh, and it's, you know, that, that's a fun job. It really is. While it's busy, but it makes it really fun and it's certainly great to work with these people here. So it's been, it's been very, uh, it's been very fun uh, talking to you today. Yeah, self-service uh, or culture of leadership is definitely um, obvious with Paychex and what you guys are doing. And, and I suppose I'll have links to uh, Paychex.com if someone's interested in working or, or engaging in your services as a client. Is that the, the best place for people to go? Yeah, I think it is. That's great. Uh, you can get to everything, uh, whether there's free opportunities here, certainly. And, and certainly if you're interested as a client or a prospect of a client and as a client, to be part of the great Paychex family, you can just hit uh, paychex.com and everything is there uh, for you to get a hold of us. All right, Marty, thanks for coming on the show. It was a, it was a true uh, pr- privilege and honor. You're welcome, Richard. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the show. Hope you're finding some great value in Dose of Leadership. Hey, go check out my website, doseofleadership.com. Get your free access to some videos or to my free ebook. Also, check out richardryerson.com if you're interested in one on one coaching, group coaching, seminars needing somebody to speak at your next event, I'm always available. Check out more at richardryerson.com. Let me know where you're at in your leadership journey. I'd love to hear from you. Richard at doseofleadership.com. It's a great way to get in touch with me. Find me on my Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter. Get in touch with me. Go make it a great one. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.